My name is John Omerchata, and this is the Gunpowder Pot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. And this is my Wednesday night special. Um, this is going to be a little bit different, uh, just because of a couple of different reasons. Um, I've been fairly busy the last couple of days with work. I haven't been able to really uh, prep too much for this. But I did want to um, cover Protocol 12, which is odd that... I'm going to end up doing a, a series on all the protocols and um, and that I'm starting on this one right now. But, um, you know, I mean, there is reasoning behind it because it, it really was the, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say it's necessarily the absolute um, deciding factor on um, me doing this because I think when I decided that um, I was probably back on protocol 9 or 10 or something like that. But uh, there's just a couple of things that really, really stuck out. And so what I'm going to do, this is probably going to be a breakdown of the next couple of days. This episode, probably not going to be as long as normal. Just because i got to get to bed. Day's catching up to me. Um, been a long day. Um, so, you know, um, might as well just jump right into it. So we're starting with Protocol 12. I'll more than likely, in this series, come back to it. <clears throat> and trying to keep a, a like uh, a numerolo- numerological N- numerolo- numerological numerological <laughs> that's not how you say that numer numerolog fuck it you know what I mean in, in terms of number <laughs> number order numerological is that numerical <laughs> motherfucker I'm retarded numerical order so. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to it. Any hizzle. Um when it comes to the protocols, they it co- comes up under a couple of different uh names. Gonna get y'all out. See what I mean? Hum. Super professional. The protocols of the elders of Zion. Now when you look that up, I'm looking it up on DuckDuckGo. I, I didn't even go through uh through Google. But uh even when you start off, let's take the, the Wikipedia um uh, description of it and it's going to have a couple of different names just here so one is the protocols of the elders of zion you have another one the protocols of the meetings of the learned elders of zion and there, i believe there's like two or three other names that you could call it but right away it says this thing the protocols is a fabricated anti-semitic text purporting to describe a jewish plan for global domination um they also call it a hoax, which is shown to be plagiarized um, from several earlier sources. I've only seen one that they've used, and I can't remember the name of it. Um, it was first published in Russia in 1903, so they even talk about it. Remember, this is early 1900s, if not maybe even before that. Um, it was, let's see if they say who. Yeah, so the publisher was uh, Zanama. Zanamia, um, and they were uh, only in operation between two, 1900, I think 1902 and 1903. Finally published in English in 1919. Uh, funny, funny thing, Henry Ford actually uh, funded printing 500,000 copies that were uh, distributed throughout the 19, uh, I'm sorry, the United States in, in the 1920s. Um, a lot of this is just right here on, on, um, Wikipedia, but let's go out to uh, Britannica.com, in which they'll say the same thing. Uh, protocols, of, 
Motherfucker. I don't want to give you money. Continue to say. Um, fraudulent document that served as a pretext and a rationale for anti-Semitic, mainly in the early 20th century. The document purported to be a report of a series of 24 meetings held at Basel, Switzerland in 1897 at the time of the first Zionist Congress. There were uh, Jews and Freemasons were said to have made plans to disrupt uh, Christian civilization and erect a world state under the joint rule. Liberalism and socialism were to be the means of subverting Christendom. If subversion failed, all the capitals of Europe were to be sabotaged. Um, it even talks about it being printed in Russia in 1903 by Zanamia. Uh, they spell it a little bit different in this one. Spurious characters of the protocol were first revealed in 1921 by Philip Graves of the Times in London, who demonstrated their obvious resemblance to a satire on Napoleon III. Also, who did they call Machiavelli? Machiavelli? Is it Machiavelli? By the French lawyer Maurice Jolly, published in 1864, an entitled Dialogue en entre I dude I can't speak French very well I almost said Spanish yeah Machiavelli um, at Monte Montesquieu dialogue in hell between Machiavelli and Montesquieu so that was the name of it never read it heard about it but I never read it um, so I think the 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 examples that they give were like ten. 10 paragraphs from the 24 protocols, which were meetings, and like 10 paragraphs of this other, it was only 10 out of the total of 24 protocols, 10 fucking paragraphs that they tried to say were um, of the utmost importance of, of having been, um, what's that word when you copy somebody else's shit, taken from that, that book, anyway. Um, I am starting to, I'm, I'm calling bullshit. It's not even starting to, I'm calling bullshit. Uh, shit, I mean, if, if, <laughs> what do you think they would say if, if, uh, if they were found out, right? And I'm not necessarily saying, again, I'm going to stand by the, the statement that this is not an all Jewish, uh, conspiracy to run the world. I don't believe that it is. I believe that there are bad people. Um, that come from all groups and that in this particular um, piece of work that there are some bad people who just so happen to be Jewish and they're using um, as opportunists do um, their Jewish um, faith or ideology probably more so to do with their their Jewish uh ancestry in order to push this in order to I don't know, maybe get other people to do it as well other Jews as well but uh, I by no means think that all Jews are are caught up in this I just think there are some assholes who just don't happen to be Jewish that are push, pushing some, some pushing some shit like this so anyway protocol number 12 this is gonna be a little bit boring I'm sorry for it to be because you're just gonna hear me reading um, and then kind of stopping here and there where I, I think certain parts are, are important. Now, um, like I said, this is going to be a little bit shorter than normal. Not a little bit, probably a lot of it. We're already about eight minutes in. I don't know, maybe carry on for about 20 minutes, cut it off here, maybe do another one tomorrow night, and so forth and so on. And maybe even throwing in a couple of uh, other uh, episodes 
that don't have to do with the protocols. I just wanted to really get started on this. This is kind of a spark, right? Because uh, I got to get to bed. Anyway, uh, protocol number 12, uh, the word freedom, which can be interpreted in various ways, is defined by us as follows. Freedom is the right to do that which the law allows. This interpretation of the word will at the proper time be of service to us because all freedom will thus be in our hands since the laws will abolish or create only that which is desirable for us according to the aforesaid program. We shall deal with the press in the following way. What is the part played by the press today? It serves to excite and inflame those passions which are needed for our purpose, or else it serves selfish ends of parties. It is awesome. It is often vapid, unjust, mendacious, and the majority of the public have not the slightest idea what the ends the press really serves. Sorry. Um, the public have not the slightest idea what ends the press really serves. We shall saddle and bridle it with a tight curb. We shall do the same also with all production of the printing press. For where would be the sense of getting rid of the attacks of the press if we remain targets for pamphlets and books? The produce of publicity, which nowadays is a source of heavy expense, owing to the necessity of censoring it, will be turned by us into a very lucrative source of income to our state. We shall lay on it a special stamp tax and require deposits of caution money before permitting the establishment of any organ of the press or of printing offices. These will have will then have to guarantee our government against any kind of attack on the part of the press. For any attempt to attack us, if such still be possible, we shall inflict fines with mercy. I'm sorry, without mercy. Such measures as stamp tax, deposit of caution money, and fines secured by these deposits will bring in a huge income to the government. It is, truly, it is true that party organs might not spare money for the sake of publicity, but these we shall shut up at the second attack upon us. No one shall with impunity lay a finger on the aerial of our government infallibility. The pretext for stopping any publication will be the alleged plea that it is agitating the public mind without occasion or justification. What do you think is going on right now? This censorship, and what is the backing behind that? What is the justification behind censoring um, Infowars to start? It's because they were, they were, um, essentially to, to the mainstream, they said that they were lying. They were telling people things that weren't true, fake news, who actually was the, the media who started saying it, right, before Trump did. Trump just, he didn't coin it, he just took it and ran with it, and he pointed out that the, the mainstream media was fake news. But they canceled Alex Jones off of everything at once. Everything at once. And their justification was that it was because he was dangerous. He was pushing conspiracy theories. The fucking guy had been pushing conspiracy theories or truths 
since uh, the late 1990s, along with Bill Cooper. So we had to wait until 2016 or 17. What was it? 16 or 17, something like that, to finally say, oh, well, you know, 20 years is enough. <laughs> no, there was something that happened. Trump won. And Alex Jones was really good at what he did. He was effective. And so were all of, and are, all of the um, alternative news sources. And I don't mean news in the sense of like, you know, Channel 7 news or whatever that you hear, um, that, or that's on every night. But more so real news. Real shit that uh, went down. People like Elijah Schaefer who go to these places and um, video record uh, the things that are happening. I mean, the places isn't like, you know, the, the anytime that there's a major thing like uh, Kenosha, right? Or or other times that he's went to like, um, what's that liberal place over in Oregon that they uh, they took over the six block radius or whatever. You know what I mean? That place. So Elijah Schaefer would go down there. You th fucking news didn't go down there. But Elijah Schaefer did. And he videotaped what was really going on. And, you know, in a lot of places, it, was, it wasn't as bad as other people were pointing out. But then again, you know, some people got killed out there. They didn't allow for police to come in. Um, and then they turned around and blamed uh, the fire department and the ambulance for not, or the rescue for not being able or for not going in. Um, not understanding the, 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 uh, procedures, the, what is it, SOP? Is it SOP? Um, see, that's how long it's been since I was in fire. I should know that. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's all the alternative news sources that they're trying to shut up and censor, uh, to the fact where they're, they're going after, um, Parler and Gab. They want to shut this shit down. They want to control it all. And um, their justification is saying that the other side is telling lies. So, again, I just want to remind you, this is early 1900s. This is a fucking nearly 120 years ago that they're saying this stuff. But this stuff is supposed to be fraudulent? What? Forgery. That's the word I was looking for earlier. Anyway, I beg you to note that among those making attacks upon us will also be organs established by us, but they will attack exclusively points that we have predetermined to alter. You know what that is? It's controlled opposition. That's exactly what it is. So they do have agents of controlled opposition. Um, and they're saying it right there. Not a single announcement will reach the public without our control. Interesting. Remember the shit that was going on during 9-11 for anybody that's old enough? You remember the lady that was running her fucking cocksucker about um, Building 2 going down? And she was standing in front of fucking Building 2? Do you remember that? Before it went down? But she was talking about it, and it was it was it was a window. It wasn't the fucking, it wasn't a green screen. She wasn't in, she wasn't in the room for the green screen. She was actually standing in front of a fucking window, running her fucking mouth about it falling, and it hadn't fallen yet, but it did. It's controlled opposition. They've had it for a very long time. Even now, this is already being attained 
by us inasmuch as all news items are received by a few agencies in whose offices they are focused from all parts of the world. Again, with 9-11, um, that was really where people started to learn that um, all of the news agencies were receiving packages about what they were to talk about, about what they were to say. Um, if you remember, I th was it 2017 or 2018, there was a video, a video that went around that all of the alternative talking heads um, covered. And I don't mean alternative talking heads in a negative fashion, but um, that they all covered. Um, I think I first saw it with Mark Dice. He's, he's, that's a trusted dude. Um, and in the video, it showed news channels from all over the, the United States that were saying the same exact thing. And it would go to like fucking, you know, I don't know, Syracuse. And then it would go down to uh, Dallas. And then it would go up to um, Portland. And then it would go down to Miami. And then it would go to like Chicago and then Nashville. And then it would they would say the same exact thing. And then whoever did the editing did a great job because then they synced all of them up and put all of these different news channels, um, their broadcast on the same, on the same screen. And they were all talking in the same exact fucking way, covering the same exact package that was given to them. That's what you have here. That's what you have here. They're talking about the news packages right here in a fucking document from 1903. They didn't have... They didn't... When, when did they come... Fuck it. Because huh, I don't know this. I'm not going to pretend that I do. When was the television invented? Now, I know what your argument could be is, well, they still had radio back there, dumbass. Yeah, sure. Sure, they did. Concept of television was work many individuals in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. Fuck, was it back in a, introduced in the late 1920s? TV set, television set, also called television receiver, television TV set, TV, or blah, blah, blah. That combines a tuner, display, yep, 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 television. Introduced in the late 1920s in mechanical form. Okay, so, all right. Historical timeline, evolution of the television. Yeah, anyway. So, arguably, like, news as we know it to be given. Um, I mean, I guess you could say, it, your argument could be, well, there was still radio. Sure. Sure. But in this, in this fashion, I'm not saying that they knew about TVs and whatnot. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, I, I am pointing out that this is news packages that were given out. Hands down. I think I'm, like, focusing too much on, like, television news sources. But anyway, um, this is still uh, exactly that, that we saw from, you know, 9-11 and, and everything after that. And probably for decades, obviously, this came out in, the, in 1903. So um, for the last 120 years, it's probably been like this. But certainly in the last few decades, um prior to uh, to 2001 and certainly in the two decades after um, it's been it's been um, like this where they give out news packages of, of what you are to cover as a as an anchor um, 
received by a few agencies and whose offices they are focused from all parts of the world. These agencies will then be already entirely ours and will give public uh, pu publicity only to what we dictate to them. Uh, we already know, sorry, if already now we have contrived to possess ourselves of the minds of the Goy, as in anybody who isn't Jewish, uh, of the Goy communities to such an extent that they all come near looking upon the events of the world through the colored glasses of those spectacles we are setting astride their noses, if already now there is not a single state where there exist for us any barriers to admittance and to what Goy's stupidity calls state secrets, what will our position be then? when we shall be acknowledged supreme lords of the world and the person of our king of all the world. I don't know who they're talking about there. Maybe the Antichrist. Um, let us turn again to the future of the printing press. Everyone desirous of being a publisher, librarian, or printer will be obliged to provide himself with a diploma instituted therefore. Um... Is that is that like the start of of college? Is that not that I'm saying that college didn't start before that, but is that the start of like you have to what's the word I'm looking for? Dave Smith talked about it the other day. The licensing and shit that you get from like you have to have for the most mundane shit like cutting hair, you have to have a license for. Does that make sense like where I'm going with this um that it seems as though in order to, I mean, in this particularly, a publisher, librarian, printer, you know, author, what have you, um, right here they're talking about having to need a diploma from an institution, essentially that they see fit, right? Um, but I'm wondering if this is where it started, where like this bullshit licensing for, stu you know, stupid things, um, like being a barber or whatever it is. So... Anyway, um, with the diploma instituted, therefore, which in case of any fault will be immediately impounded. With such measures, the instrument of thought will become an ed uh, educative means in the hands of our government, which will no longer allow the mass of the nation to be led astray in byways and fantasies about the blessings of progress. Is there any one of us who does not know that these phantom blessings are the direct roads to foolish imaginations which give birth to anar anarchical relations of men among themselves and towards authority, because progress, or rather the idea of progress, has introduced the conception of every kind of emancipation, but has failed to establish its limits? See here, it kind of, like that kind of, I'm not super certain as to if because i've seen it i've seen them talk about progress throughout this and i don't know if they're if they're i don't know if it has to do with the the like the progressive ideology of today right um but even here it kind of talks about it it even points out that like um it doesn't have a, its limits but that's what i've been saying about progressivism for a while now that it's just in in its title title especially someone who's who's a progressive you you don't have a limit you know it's just a slogan for you essentially where it's like progressive but we're going to progress past fixing it um to then again break it you know again and again and again um so i don't know if that's like i don't know it just kind of caught my caught my mind 
All the so-called liberals are anarchists, if not in fact, at any rate in thought, at any rate in thought. Every, excuse me, every one of them is hunting after phantoms of freedom and falling exclusively into license, that is, into the anarchy of protest for the sake of protest. Man, that's interesting. I'll read it again. All the so-called liberals are anarchists. Again, I don't know if they're talking... They can't be talking about, like, modern-day liberals today, could they? they? They formed them into this? They formed them into what they are today? You know, retards, essentially? I don't know. I feel like the, the liberals they're talking about is the classical liberal. You know, the those who, I guess, today we would call libertarians... Because anarchists tend to be libertarians, and libertarians vice versa. Anarch and there's there's a couple of different like flavors of anarchism. Um, I don't know them all, but I knew I do know that you have oftentimes anarchists are just people who um, want total freedom, not not communists. You know, not because that would be the exact opposite. Because communists want the government. Um, they they say it's it's the people, but it always it always comes down to um, a small minority that end up running everything, um, and they they're all for the government running every aspect of your life, growing so large that it runs, it, it controls every aspect of your life. So this is just a it this is something that I kind of scratch my head at when it comes to this, and something that I certainly um, did take note of and and uh i don't know maybe it'll come out in one of the other protocols and maybe even in the middle or at the end of this one anyway um we turn to the periodical press we shall impose on it as on all printed matter stamp taxes per sheet and deposits of caution money and books of less than 30 sheets will pay double. So this is um, something I was watching. I know I've been eating up all the content from basically Dave Smith um, lately. I mean him, Elijah Schaefer, Eric July. And um, I started it, – it's funny how like the waves kind of change after so long. And, and um, then all of a sudden I'll go back to, you know, right now it's, it seems like it's turning over to Alex Jones. I haven't been listening to Gavin McGinnis. Maybe it might go to Gavin McGinnis and uh, um, maybe Stefan Moylan or something like that. But in listening to um, Dave Smith on with the uh, – what is it? Legion of Skanks, which there it's three guys and they're all comedians. They had on um, Schultz. Um, he's a comedian that's been coming up for the last couple of years, Andrew Schultz. Um, I didn't know really where I stood with Andrew Schultz. Uh, he seemingly is just, I mean, he's, he's essentially, I guess, kind of the epitome of, of the, uh, the, um, comedian because he takes shots at everybody. Although I think, I feel like he's a little bit more lefty. He's got a buddy that's, uh, um, I think he's the the head guy on the Breakfast Club, which is like a um, like a R and B like news or, or a talk show or some shit. It's got uh, what's his name? Something something the God. I hate saying his name because it's blasphemy. But um, he's got a lisp. I can't stand that little fucker. He's the one that um, 
uh, fucking what's his name? Uh, Biden went on with and where the famous, um, infamous saying from Biden came from that if you don't vote for me, you're not black. That he was on his show and he's friends with Andrew Schultz. Um, he was the same one. Um, the the. Um, the guy that Biden said that to, he was the same one that um, Hillary Clinton said to him. Uh, they said, what do you have in your purse? And she said, hot sauce, if you remember that. That was him. That was the breakfast club with that little shit, the little fucking lit, lispy little cunt. Um, he's a real twat. It, he, is, he, is, he is just a piece of work. But uh, Andrew Schultz is friends with him. So anyway, I mean, long story, long story but um, – they on the Legion of Skanks with Andrew Schultz the other day. They were all talking about comedians and um, where there's so many more comedians out today that you're going to find parallels in what people joke about, right? Because they're talking about joke stealing and things like that, which is huge in 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 comedy. Um, I shouldn't say huge, but when it happens, it's like a big deal, and that's what I meant by huge. Well, much in the same way. Um, I'm reading, I've read about the stamp tax a couple times in this. This is something, this is one of the paragraphs. I don't know which paragraph it is in here, but it's a paragraph that uh, they say that they call um, the protocols of forgery uh, or fraudulent in a forgery because of one of these paragraphs in protocol 12 that was taken from this book or, or that they say is similar to this book. Dude, this is the type of shit that this is what they were talking about on the Legion of Skanks. Like, this is a parallel. I've talked about a stamp tax before. Like, that was, I have, I just went through some of my old notes on, like, shit that I was writing back 20 years ago. And, um, I was writing about a stamp tax. Not that I'm, like, pro this shit or anything like that. But, you know, people, especially when it came to long before email, if you remember that, um, you had to ship your, your, your mail through the mail the physical mail so um you know they had stamp taxes and 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 i think that there is there's certainly a parallel and and that's actually the funny thing people think that it's like it's it's um what did one judge call it i think it was in the 1960s in the united states one of the judges was like oh yeah it's 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 foolish um plagiarization or whatever that's another one, plagiarization. I think that's actually the real word I was looking for earlier. But um, the judge said that. And it's like, no, they're not exact. Um, they're similar, but it's almost like parallels, you know. To have that many parallels, all right, maybe that's a little bit more of an argument, I suppose. But at the same point, again, this is back in the early 1900s. This shit's coming true right now. Like the, the news package, sh that should really fucking get you. That is a fucking big deal for them to have this in here in in 1903 and that shit's been going on certainly for the last 20 years um that i've known of uh and not only that the fucking video just came out a few years back where it proves that this shit's going on i mean it's it's just it's this is too much of a coincidence um for it to be a coincidence it's something more. There's a purposeful intent behind the shit that's happening today. And I think that this Protocols of the Wise Men of Zion um, is something that can explain it. Ah, so anyway, we shall impose on it as on all printed matter, stamp taxes per sheet, and deposits of cautionary money. I think it was exactly this paragraph. And books of less than 30 sheets will pay double. We shall reckon them as pamphlets in order 
on the one hand to reduce the number of magazines, which are the worst form of printed poison, and on the other, yeah, it was. You remember all the fucking magazines and shit in uh, in grocery stores and whatnot, like back fucking in the 1990s, and uh, how everybody, it's just everybody knew, but up until then, like 1970s, like people were actually, look, what's that one magazine? It's still out today, but it's like, you know, Johnny and Melody saw the, saw the, um, Bigfoot, you know, or like the Loch Ness Monster. I mean, it was like all of these ridiculous claims and it was, what was the name of it? It was like world books or some shit or not world books, but like world, I don't know, whatever. But, uh, it's funny that they pointed that out and, um, and, and we had that, we did have that. It really was a poison for a long time, but anyway, and look at Time Magazine, like the one that came out this this year, where they admitted to stealing the election. Yeah. And on the other and on the other, in order that this measure may force writers into such lengthy productions that they will be little read, especially as they will be costly. At the same time, so what they were doing there is they were forcing um books less than 30 so they were they were forcing people into into corners um in writing so that they could control it uh by making them write too much in which they knew that nobody would want to read it because it was too much which is kind of what i'm doing right here like i'm i'm kind of wanting to get off right here um in a minute uh, probably at the end of this paragraph that way like because I, I understand what this shit will put you to sleep. Me reading this to you without breaking it down, it'll fucking put you to sleep. Well, that's what they knew too. In order to like force people who weren't complying with them to, by law, have to write more than than normal, um, and not just a little bit, but a lot of it. It would it, people wouldn't want to read their shit. You know, a lot of people like you know. Even back then, people wanted easement. You know, I mean, after the industrial explosion um in the industrial era uh machines made everything easy and so once people realized that shit could make you make things easier why would they want to go do something that's harder and they knew this um especially as they will be costly at the same time what we shall publish ourselves to influence mental development in the direction laid down for our profit will be cheap and will be read uh voraciously the tax will bring vapid literary literary ambitions within bounds, and the liability to penalties will make literary literary, mm, literary men dependent upon us. And if there should be any found who are desirous of writing against us, they will not find any person eager to print their productions. Before accepting any production for publication in print, the publisher or printer will have to apply to the authorities for permission to do so. Thus, we shall know beforehand of all tricks preparing against us and shall nullify them by getting ahead with explanations on the subject treated of. Holy fucking shit. I mean, it's just, it's it's all of the above. Like, that's not, put that in the context of like 500 years ago it can still be it can still be applied right you put it in context of a, of 2000 years ago 3000 years ago it can still be applied so this what i just read in that paragraph it's not like it's overwhelmingly unique to what's going on right now and that's what i'm like saying holy shit this is incredible 
it's all of it. Like, there's too many things here. And this, and just this one protocol, this is all about the news. I don't know if you picked up on that, but this is, this one protocol is how they will control the news. Each one of these is a meeting. It's not just like a book that somebody came out with and they had one meeting and they covered all of it. It's each one of these protocols. So they had 24 meetings in which they discussed all of this shit. And then they wrote it all down. And then somebody leaked it. Again, I really don't think that it's a, it's a, um, a Jewish thing. Um, there's, there's certainly Jews out there that, that, like my cousin, trust me, my cousin who's half Jew, this fucking twat has nothing to do with like some Jewish um, uh, plan to control the world. Has dick to do with that. He's, he's, he's easily controlled by the left because he's a great big old pussy. But, um, <laughs> like, it's, it's, uh, it's not all Jews. Um, and I'm not saying that because I want to, I want to appease, you know, uh, the left or somebody who would call me an anti-Semite. Call me whatever the fuck you want. I don't give a shit. This shit is real. There's somebody out there that had done this. There's a group of people who have been out there for a very long time. I believe that they are the Illuminati. You can believe they are whoever the fuck you want to believe they are. Um, but this lays it out. This lays it out. And, and it's, it's, like I said, it's not just one paragraph that like, you know, shocks me into, holy fuck, this is really going on. It's all of it. Every protocol from reading the very first one and going through it to the point where it was like, dude, I got to talk about this on the website or on the, uh, on the podcast. This shit is intense. Just in what I read, I read a fucking page about a full mm, two pages. That's all I've read so far. And the amount of information that's in here that's fucking applicable to today that was wrote 120 years ago, at least, is fucking blowing my mind right now. So anyway, um, I will uh, I'll pick up on this, make a little note. That's where I left off on this little bitch. Um, I'll pick up on that tomorrow. Like I said, sorry guys, I gotta get to bed. I gotta get some sleep. Um, yeah. So I'll pick up on this and we'll. Um, we'll cut it up, you know, it's only, uh, one, one, two, maybe three pages and then maybe I'll just finish it all tomorrow night or tomorrow day whenever I can. So look forward to that. Thank you for listening. Um, if you've got any questions, concerns, if you have any, uh, anything you want to talk to me about, you can always email me at metv1105 at gmail.com. That's metv1105 at gmail.com. Or you can find me on any social networking platform. Just search out John Omerchata, with the exception of Twitter, because I am indefinitely suspended for life. Um, indefinitely suspended for life? That doesn't make sense. Uh, who else? I'm still on Facebook. I mean, I can get on Twitter, but why bother? It's just a great big old shitty place. I don't know. Maybe I might jump on there and tell some people to go fuck themselves. Maybe I might jump on there and tell somebody that they're a retard twice in the same post. <laughs> it's ridiculous anyways uh i hope you enjoyed i'm like i'm like stalling to get off i don't know why be accountable be responsible don't be liberal my name is john Machado, and this is the gunpowder plot show also known as the guy fox podcast i wish you weren't a liar i just so i had to listen to the last episode because i have marks all over this um book and uh, i didn't remember where i left off and at the end of it, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do this tomorrow. It's been a week. I even had a different podcast about something else that was in there. 
that I put in. I, I, uh, anyway, um, so I'm going to finish off protocol number 12. This will be protocol 12, part 2, and pick up. I'm just going to read. I'm going to go over it. And if I have time, I'll do uh, some notes that I, I planned on discussing. But, I mean, this is one, two, two and a half pages. So let's get into it. I mean, I, I did notice a couple of other things. Hopefully, and I've already read through this, so hopefully I'll uh, I'll remember what parts kind of stood out to me the first time. I assume they're going to stand out this time just because they uh, there were some things that I, I remember reading and just going, wow. Anyway. Uh, so to carry on, literature and journalism are two of the most important educative forces, and therefore our government will become proprietor of the majority of the journals. That's what I've been saying. These um, these are in part uh, the entertainment as well as the media industrial complexes, and they're all meshed together. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, in control uh, or or controlled by um, I mean I guess if they want to call it government here and you know these people are the ones that that govern the government um, and and uh, get out you know what I was planning on doing a video which I'm still going to do but um, talking about this uh, a couple of different um, videos that I had seen but to show uh, who was it? Cruz, Ted Cruz was, uh, in the Senate, uh, questioning, I can't remember who the fuck it was. It was this uh, Indian chick. And, um, she refused to answer any of his questions, his actual questions. Um, and I wanted to go through it and just kind of break it down where, you know, to, to show where they're not answering the question. You know, to show um, how blatant they are in attempting to hide what it is that they're actually doing, what they intend to do as well. Uh, because – and, and this goes to show you how fearful they are. I mean this – that's what this entire thing is, the whole uh, secrecy behind having these meetings. Um, and even if – let's say that you think that this is uh, – I keep calling it a forgery, a fabrication. Um there are groups that have certainly done shit like this. I mean, proof above all proof is Operation Northwoods being declassified. These are things in which government people in, in positions of power have come together. I mean, it's it's just like uh, um, oh fuck, what's that? What's that hotel that they always meet at? And I'm for some reason I'm forgetting um but these are, are people in positions of power who have meetings about how they are going to control you and there's i mean it's they're they're laying it out all right here and it, as i keep saying as i keep reminding you um in uh you know time kept for um, for meetings that were held um 120 years ago this will neutralize the injurious influence of the privately owned press and will put us in positions of a tremendous influence upon the public mind. See, influence, they even know here that influence is paramount. That's why I, I've talked, I mean, this was a long time ago I talked about this on one of the last, or one of the previous podcasts from like a year ago or so. 
or I was talking about, sure, um, we can have a, a, a secular government uh, rule of law in the sense of the Constitution, but that I wanted Christian influence on um, to be to be the one um, one above all when it comes to uh, ideologies that could influence the people. That's what I would love to have. You know, okay, yeah, secular. Uh, government, sure, but certainly one that was influenced by Christianity. Um, if we give permits to 10 journals, we shall ourselves find 30, and so on in the same proportion. This, however, must in no wise be su suspected by the public. See, it's always secrecy because they're afraid. They're afraid that if you know, if we know, then we'll whoop their ass. That's, I mean, that's flat out what it is. We'll find them and we'll fuck them up. Once they come out to plainly tell us who they are and who is in charge and what they're doing, that might be a time to be a little worried because then they're going to have some serious power. And then they don't care. Then, they're, then they know that they – or at least they believe that they have certain things um, that will hold us back or prevent us from being able to, quite frankly, whoop their ass. For which reason, all journals published by us will be of the most opposite in appearance, tendencies, and opinions, thereby creating confidence in us and bringing over to us our quite unsuspicious opponents, who will thus find, I'm sorry, who will thus fall into our trap and be rendered harmless. Again, they're, they're describing controlled opposition. In the front rank will stand organs of an official character. They will always stand guard over our interests, and therefore their influence will be comparatively insignificant. In the second rank will be the semi-official organs whose part it will be to attract the tepid and indifferent. In the third rank we shall set up our own, to all appearance, opposition, which, in at least one of its organs, will present what looks like the very antipodes to us. Sorry if I read that wrong, uh, or that word wrong. Antipode, antipodes, antipods, antipodes to us. Our real opponents at heart will accept this simulated opposition as their own and will show us their cards. Yeah, I mean that's the whole point besides or behind a uh, controlled opposition is so that they can garner all the information needed uh, to fuck us up. All our newspapers will be of all possible complexions. You know what? I, I do want to point this out because this is relative relative to um, what's going on today. Who was it? BuzzFeed and was it HuffPo merged? So I can't. I, I don't know who bought who, and maybe I'm wrong about HuffPo. But BuzzFeed, I, I believe it was BuzzFeed and BuzzFeed and HuffPo, the Huffington Post. Um, excuse me, merged, one bought the other, and then they right away fired, um, I think it was a third or a quarter of their their writing staff, um, which was like 30 or 40 people. And that's been in the news for the past couple of days. I guess it's been going around Twitter. Um, the thing about these people, uh, now, I, I'm never super jazzed about hearing about people losing their jobs, unless, like, you know, I'm really despise them and i think there's somebody like hillary clinton right by all means let her lose her job although she's not retired and has millions of dollars that she's siphoned off from the people of haiti but anyway um 
there's something to them having fired these people is because they weren't uh, generating any money for them, basically. You know, I'm a capitalist. I'm a free market guy. So I understand it. Um, but it really kind of falls into, uh, you know, what what's going on now. And Ryan Long's video about essentially this exact thing, and I, it might have even been HuffPo or some somebody like them that they were doing a skit on in which they showed you know a few months after biden winning and these people panicking because they didn't know what to write about because they no longer had trump and what i think it 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 one i think ryan ryan long was a was ahead of the game certainly ahead of his time um if only by a, a few months which is brilliant but what it really goes to show you is is where the state of journalism has come i've told you before uh i don't know 20 30 episodes ago that uh journalism you don't need uh, uh college credentials to be a good journalist rather to be a journalist at all you just need to go and take the the essential essentially the news and bring it back to the people right cover it and bring it back and you don't need a college to tell you how to do that you, we all have phones now we can make it a daily thing to go out and, 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 you know, maybe even get a police scanner and find out what's going on around the, the neighborhood or whatever it may be and, uh, and cover it. And what's funny is I was actually having a conversation with my, uh, my liberal buddy who we became friends because we debated, you know, we first started out debating, uh, Christianity and, and evolution. And we did not like each other at first, but we did, we, we felt such a compassion to fucking debate each other, to win that debate with one another. We became buddies and we were talking a few days ago and we discussed, you know, where we stood. And I think we're a lot more alike now than we used to be, certainly. But, you know, even he was saying like, I don't trust CNN and you know he's got a he's got a serious problem with fox news and but we were both saying the th same thing which is i just want you to give me the fucking news i don't want your your take on it i just want the news now given there's some people that i do like how they break down things and and what they have to say but you know that's not what we're getting from fox news we're, not necessarily i think they you know broken clock is right twice a day um given i think uh, more recently fox news has had the the um more of an opportunity to be able to easily speak on what the truth has been uh over the past five years just because of how ridiculous the left has been but when it comes to to you know lo especially local news i just want the fucking news i just want you to tell me what's going on i don't need your fucking i hate trump or i hate biden bullshit just tell me what's happening, you know, cover shit with an, with an unbiased angle, which would be great so that I can decipher what the fuck's going on. So I can make a decision. You know, I don't want you fucking influencing me, um, to believe like you when you, you know, you, you, you approach a new story from a certain direction, you know, just like with, uh, take Kyle Rittenhouse. You know, show me the fucking video and shut the fuck up. I don't need to hear you say, oh, he he murdered three people. You can watch the video yourself and see that that isn't the case, you know. And that's why I was kind of saying a lot with Fox News, but more so those on the conservative side. They've they've had the opportunity to easily um, 
show you the video and go, that's not what happened. He didn't murder anyone. They were chasing him down. You know, you can't call it murder if you're chasing somebody down to hurt them and they turn around and shoot you with a fucking gun, you know. Um, but anyway, back to it. All our newspapers will be of all possible complexions, aristocratic, republican, revolutionary, even anarchical. Uh, for so long, of course, as the Constitution exists, like the Indian idol Vishnu, they will have a hundred hands, and every one of them will have a finger on any one of the public opinions as required. When a pulse quickens, these hands will lead opinion in the direction of our aims. Exactly what I'm fucking talking about. I don't want them doing that. In the direction of our aims, for an excited patient loses all power of judgment and easily yields to suggestion. So that's fear. What they're talking about right there is fear. If they can, if they can panic you, you'll make a rash decision. Well, what happens with mob mentality? They listen to a leader. Well, they're saying right here that they're gonna be that leader. They're gonna, they're gonna freak you out. They're gonna cause you to fear, and then they're gonna have an answer for you. Uh, the Hegelian dialectic problem reaction solution. Those fools who think that they are repeating the opinion of a newspaper of their own camp will be repeating our opinion or any opinion that seems desirable for us. In the vain belief that they are following the organ of their party, they will in fact follow the flag which we hang out for them. You can say that this this is um, this was pretty prevalent even in um, the Trump supporters' sides. <clears throat> you know, there were certainly more times and more videos out there of leftists that couldn't answer questions when put on the spot of, you know, people at these rallies or whatever, um, when con conservatives did it, but don't get too boastful. Don't, don't get too braggadocious because, uh, there were plenty of, of, uh, lefties that did the same thing, went out and asked, 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 uh, asked Trump supporters, uh, questions, which they came up with, with ridiculous answers, you know, um, and many answers that weren't even right. Uh, I've seen plenty of those videos. You wouldn't know it if you lived in an echo chamber and never, never reached out to see what the other side said. This is why I talk about, um, you know, know thy enemy. This is why I tell you to know why it is, know what you know. Um, to, to actually study it. It's why I read the Bible three chapters a day, you know, um, and there's days that I miss, sure, but, you know, for the most part, it's it's why I do it as, as often as I can. It's because I want to know what the other side has to say. It's why I have books written by Hitler or written by gay people uh, about gayness, you know. It's, it's why I have a book on witchcraft. It's because I want to know, you know, how did they come up with these thoughts that I believe are wrong? You know, how did they, how were they able to do these things? How were they, you know, why did they, they turn away from what I believe is the truth or what I know is the truth? Why did they turn over here? So, um, in order to direct our newspaper militia in this sense, we must take a special and minute care in organizing this, this matter under the title of central department of the press, we shall institute literary gatherings at which our agents will without attracting attention issue the orders and watchwords of the day watchwords interesting um kind of like buzzwords or talking points by discussing and con uh, controverting but always superficially without touching the essence of the matter our organs will carry on a sham fight fusillade 
with the official newspapers solely for the purpose of giving occasion for us to express ourselves more fully than than could well be done from the outset in official announcements whenever of course that is our advantage that is to our advantage these attacks upon us will also serve another purpose namely that our subjects will be convinced of the existence of full freedom of speech and so give our agents an occasion to affirm that all organs which oppose us are empty black empty babblers since they are incapable of finding any substantial objections to our orders methods of organization like these and imperceptible to the public eye but but almost mm, but absolutely sure fuck i'll reread that sorry methods of organization like these imperceptible to the public eye but absolutely sure are the best calculated to succeed in bringing the attention of attention and the confidence of the public to the side of our government thanks to such methods we shall be in a position as from time to time may be required to excite or to tranquilize the public mind on political questions to persuade um that part there is is man i mean it's like watching saki versus um mccallany um even though maybe McEnany maybe I mean that was kind of their job right is to to ex well maybe not so much excite but well maybe but more so to to tranquilize as they say here uh, the public right um, the funny thing is that when it was McEnany you know you'd have all the mainstream media that would then turn around and excite people to say that she was lying right and to twist and and warp her words into into um and just basically saying that they were lying you know i mean it's it's basically what they did with the mask and and the in covid altogether is to you know excite us into being fearful of everything you know that this was a this this was a real pandemic it isn't you know as i keep saying if it was then you'd see people dead in the street uh and now that you have saki in there what does the mainstream media do dick nothing you know, the only people that even ask her any anywhere near hard questions is, you know, a Fox News person here. And who's the other guy? I don't think Newsmax or One American News are in there. Um, but, yeah, they don't do dick. And uh, that's exactly what's going on. So, anyway, uh, to persuade or to confuse printing now truth, printing now truth, now lies, facts, or their contradiction according as they may be well or ill-received, always very cautiously feeling our ground before stepping upon it. So that is, that is to say that they're very cautious about um, controlling the narrative. We shall have a sure triumph over our opponents since they will not have at their disposition organs of the press in which they can give full and final expression to their views, Owing to the aforesaid methods of dealing with the press, we shall not even need to refute them except very superficially. So even when they need to refute something, um, and you'll see Saki do this, uh, it's just a little bit. It's just, and, and, and they don't go into, into full-on answers. Certainly they don't tell us the truth, and the mainstream media doesn't push them. Oh, but what I was going to say is when you do have like Fox News or somebody like that that asks Saki, you know, the, the is that how you say her name? 
uh, the hard questions, she gets pissy, you know. Um, it's why they've shut off Biden's, um, what, two? And, and by the way, DB, uh, if you're listening, I uh, I did see that, that video. I think I might need to talk to you about that. Of them shutting off um, the Q&A for Biden, which they've done, what, twice now? Two, three times? Um, that's exactly why. Because they know that he's stupid, <laughs> that he's senile, and he's gonna he's gonna slip up. Uh, and how many times has he already? This is why he hasn't given a uh, 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 what is it, State of the Union. Um, it's because he can't. He's incapable. At least at this point, it seems as though that's the case. You know, hasn't given one of those. He's he's forgotten what he's talking about. Uh, in in like a handful of speeches already. It's terrible. Anyway, um, trial shots. Trial shots like these, fired by us in the third rank of our press in case of need, will be energetically refuted by us in our semi-official organs. Even nowadays, already to take only the French press, they are forms which there are forms which reveal Masonic solidarity in acting on the watchword. So, see, even the Freemasonry is in this. All organs of the press are bound together by professional secrecy. Like the augurs of old, not one of their numbers will give away the secret of his sources of information unless it be resolved to make announcement to them. Not one journalist will venture to betray this secret, for not one of them is ever admitted to practice literature unless his whole past has some disgraceful sore or other. These sores would be immediately revealed. So long as they remain the secret of a few, the prestige of the journalist attracts the majority of the country. The mob follows after him with enthusiasm. So what they're saying here is, we all got skeletons in the closet. And make no mistake about it, these people that make it famous, they know them. So that's why it's like, even in 8 Mile, as much as I can't stand um, Marshall Mathers... It's what they did in the storyline to Rabbit, I think is his name. What a faggot, God. Anyway, um, he at the end where he finally can can freestyle, uh, he starts calling himself out, right, before the other guy has a chance to. So he kind of takes away the guy's power over him and turns the crowd over in his favor. Um, and that's kind of essentially what you need to do just be honest you know come out with the shit and become okay with it and you know point out that you know you had some issues in the past you did whatever bad shit you did and uh you know do it in a in a more genuine way uh in a way that you know you're humble about it because um they know that you know the the perception of um yourself to people is is something that can can fuck somebody over pretty bad um, that a lot of people will cower to, you know, but if you're, if you're honest with yourself, if you know yourself, know thyself, um, you know, you have a much better way of, of, uh, you know, going about telling, you know, being able to f really stand for yourself and, and this doesn't affect you so much. And, um, you know, make no mistake about it. Uh, that's not why I have, uh, you know, why, why I've, um, chosen an alternative identity. Uh, it's, you know, as I keep saying, it's protect the people that I love. I know myself. I know the shit that I've done in the past. I know the, the you know, the things that I've done and, and I'm fine with it. Um, and it's in, uh, you know, I've really grown to the point where I understand that I do care about what some people think of me. But those some people are my kids, you know, um, and, and my, my loved ones.
you know, I care about what, what they think of me. Outside of that, I've really, I've gotten to such a point where, like, I have such thick skin. I can give a fuck, dude. You call me racist, you call, I'll laugh at you. You know, it doesn't, you know, well, you did this at this one time. Yeah, I did. And, you know, like, who the fuck cares? You know, so, I mean, if I were to ever, you know, my book were to take off or whatever, and I were to ever make it to a certain point, and I have, you know, it, it would be a much different uh, reaction from me <laughs> than you'll see out there. Dude, um, Mumford and Sons, I think it's the bassist. I'm not, a, I've never really been a big fan of Mumford's and Sons, but um, this story just broke in the last day or two, uh, where he, on Twitter, I guess, uh, said some nice things about Andy No's book, who was the reporter that, you know, Antifa hated out there in Portland. And um, he merely just said a few nice things about it. And next thing you know, he's getting canceled. And uh, and he came out to grovel to people for, you know, an apology to say, oh, I didn't know that me doing that would bring such pain. I swear to you. Oh, I, I want I, I want that opportunity just to fucking throw it right back in their face. Because had they came for me. <laughs> I can only imagine the shit I'd say. Uh, I might say shit because he was getting death threats and stuff. That would be the that would be the one that would be like um, something to the effect of make sure you st mm. start start getting a little bit too much spit in my mouth. What? That's gay. Anyway, I'd say uh, <laughs> something to the effect of make sure you shoot straight. <laughs> make sure you don't miss. <laughs> Uh, something like, I can't stop you from jumping, but I sure can fuck up your landing. Uh, you know, stuff like that. And then, um, to the other point, it'd be a lot like, like McGregor, like to all of those people that have, have, uh, been pained by my words. I want to apologize to absolutely fucking nobody. You can, the King does what he wants, you know, that type of shit. That's what should be happening. But sadly it's not. Sadly, you have a bunch of people that are really worried about how people think about them. You know, they make millions of dollars, millions of fucking dollars. I know I, I have to believe that Mumford and Sons, they're a big enough name that they've made millions of dollars. What the fuck do you have to worry about, dude? You made your money, you know, and not only that, you can then maybe turn around and start singing some good shit, you know, some not so liberal bullshit. You can take the filter off, man, and, you know, see who your friends or, or your fans really are. Ugh. Fuck. What did I just get done reading? <laughs> I've got like two paragraphs left on this page. Um, Hold on. I'm going to take a break to figure out where I just left off. Found it. Arcaculate. I said that like somebody from Wisconsin. Arcaculate. <laughs> Our calculations are especially extended to the provinces. It is indispensable for us to inflame there those hopes and impulses with which we could at any moment fall upon the capital, and we shall represent to the capitals that these expressions are the independent hopes and impulses of the provinces. Naturally, the source of them will be always one and the same, ours. What we need is that until such time as we are in the pl plenitude of power, the capitals should find themselves stifled by the provincial opinions of the nations, i.e. of a majority arranged by our agent tour. What we need is that the psychological moment, 
the capitals should not be in a position to discuss an accomplished fact for the simple reason, if for no other, that it has been accepted by the public opinion of a majority in the provinces. When we are in the period of the new regime transitional to that of our assumption of full sovereignty, we must not admit any relations, sorry, any revelations by the press of any form of public dishonesty. It is necessary that the new regime should be thought to have so perfectly contended everybody that even criminality has disappeared. Cases of the manifestation of criminality should remain known only to their victims and to chance witnesses no more. That's fucking cold. By the way, that's the end of Protocol 12. But that is fucking cold. That basically nobody will know except for the fucking person that they fucked up. That they may be killed or raped and raped and killed and shit like that. And by some chance, a witness. And that's it. No more. And that witness, they'll go after and either kill or threaten or do whatever they got to do to keep them quiet. I'll tie up loose ends. Holy fucking shit. That is some cold shit right there, dude. And that's what they're willing to do. That's protocol 12. That's just one protocol out of 24. Out of 24. Yikes, man. That is some serious, serious shit. So anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed Protocol 12. Um, that's it for that one. Like I said, this is now going to be a series. I'm going to start doing, I'm going to start at Protocol 1. I'm going to read through all of them. Um, I don't know if I'll redo 12 uh, because now I have this one. Maybe I'll just re-upload it and uh, and then you'll have that. So uh, I suppose stay tuned. I'll touch on the, the talking points that I want to do, give out a full hour of content. And then um, I've got a couple of other things that I plan on doing throughout the week. Uh, certainly a video at some point, uh, maybe even tomorrow. Who knows? Be accountable. Be responsible. Don't be a liberal.